Hello, hello. Welcome once again to the Coaching Life podcast. My guest today is an international business and career coach, helping professionals increase their wealth mindset and improving their performance and create strategies to achieve greater success in all areas of their life. She is the United States Navy's first female African-American helicopter pilot. How amazing is that? And she has a background in information technology, web development and online merchandising, and even served as a vice president of uh, global website operations at a billion dollar company. She's also the award-winning author of the Amazon bestseller, Increase Your Abundance, starting today. And her newest book is the Wealth Transformation Journal. And she's also one of the warmest people I've ever met in my life. Absolutely delighted to have you with me here today, Kameen. Um, so yes, my guest today, Kameen <laughs> Samuel. Hello, welcome. Hello, I'm so I'm so blessed and, and glad to be here. Thank oh, you for inviting wonderful. me. Wonderful to have you on the show. I know you've got quite a rich story behind your journey to where you are today. Would you like to give us an idea of that? Ah, well, I'll give you the high level. I'll try to <laughs> give you the high level because some of the, the, as we go along, it'll come out more. Yeah. But I had, um, let's see, coming to coaching, I guess, is, is uh, where to start really was something that I'd been doing really since I was seven, as, as the earliest I could remember. I kind of had this view of myself as Lucy and in, in, uh, in Charlie Brown at, you know, five cents. <laughs> and I'll help solve the problems ever since I was little. Um, and so through the years, I, I had always wanted to study psychology, and I thought I wanted to be a psychologist. And then found coaching and realized that's really what... Uh, I wanted to do and, and have loved it ever since. And so I've kind of been kind of meandering my way here through the military, through corporate, uh, to now being a full-time coach. So it's it's been quite a journey. How does coaching fit in with, with a career in the military? That's just mind, mind-boggling to me. Well, it actually fits in pretty well because I was a, I ended my career as a flight instructor. And so a lot of that was coaching and helping people, one with mindset, <laughs> uh, because you're flying this, I flew um, the CH-46 C-Night helicopter, which is the kind of the big helicopter with the two rotors on top. And so the mindset of making sure everybody, you know, whoever I was teaching was, they were in the game, I, you know, dealing with their, sometimes their personal lives um, to get them into the game for the next flight. So it, it worked there and it worked in corporate and in managing teams. And so it's, uh, it's really been a part of my life uh, yeah. pretty much since the beginning. Yeah. What can you tell us that, that's helped you in your coaching profession as it looks like today? What's really helped you in sort of transitioning through the military into that corporate career? I think the biggest thing that helped me was is trying to listen to what I knew was true. Um, I, as I said, I wanted to I wanted to move into coaching for many years before I became a coach. 
um, and used it wherever I could. And then when I went to go get training on coaching my last six months in corporate, I had a, a coach who, who really wouldn't listen to me. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and she was really one of my greatest teachers because I had to learn to kind of fight from what I knew versus just taking what someone else said would be profitable. Like she was teaching me that, uh, and she wasn't wrong. She was teaching me that, you know, to make good money as a coach, you needed to be a business coach. Uh, and it had to look a certain way. And I was like, well, the thing I know the most is wealth coaching and wealth consciousness and wealth mindset. And so that that I had to really learn to fight for um, on my own until I until I had words for because I didn't have words for what wealth consciousness was at the time. I just knew having my own story of getting into debt and getting out of debt was what I wanted to help other people with. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because, I mean, I loved, you know, your story around that. Um, And clearly that is a fundamental theme to your coaching now. I loved loved your story around this wealth conscious mindset that, um, you know, I heard you talking about at a Steve Chandler event a couple of years ago, Reinventing Yourself Weekend. Yeah. Well, I am am (laughs) the one who who, uh, needed this wealth coaching the most. (laughs) So... Uh, I got into a bit of financial trouble myself when I was getting out of the military. I had saved up a lot of money um, in in time. So uh, I had saved up all my leave and everything that they would pay me out um, when I got out of the military. And the day before, I went to go get this big check uh, that I was going to live on for a while. And it turns out that because I had taken money to uh, stay in the military, (laughs) they took that money back right away. Uh, And so I remember saying out loud, I'm going to have to file bankruptcy. And I don't know where that came from inside of me, but it was with such force and such intensity. And about 14 months later, I executed (laughs) on that. (laughs) And so... I realizing in that time that I had created it in my own mindset, um, I had to figure out um, how to get out of it. Uh, I, I knew my own thoughts that Albert Einstein quotes, you know, you can't solve a problem from the same mindset that you created it or however it goes. Um, it for me, I knew I had to shift my own mind and create something new. And, and that really served me and helped me in, in ways that um, has, has now led to a really <laughs> wonderful coaching career because yeah. I get to help other people. So I'm, I'm conscious here of not s- skipping over an important part because many people wouldn't see that, wouldn't, wouldn't see their own response ability mm-hmm. in, in that current situation. How, how, did, how did that come about? I had a lot of time by myself. Um, And I realized, actually, it was one of the critical points in my life. Um, When I was, I found myself standing in the kitchen um, back then when I was going through the bankruptcy and losing two homes. And and I looked over and I saw these knives off to the side. And and I knew the thoughts that were running in my head. Did I want to live through this? That I want my my family didn't know the trauma that I was in and the trouble that I was in, and I had to choose to live. 
And in that moment, I realized I saw the connectivity to that event where I had said I was, you know, I'd have to file bankruptcy. I filed bankruptcy. (laughs) Now I was having other thoughts and I thought, hmm, (laughs) let's not play with these thoughts because, and I, the, one of the chapters in my book is, uh, my first book, Increase Your Abundance is, uh, words have life and thoughts are things. And so I knew that if I rolled those thoughts in my head long enough, I would take action on them. And I, and I knew that wasn't what I wanted to. So from that point forward, I stopped those thoughts and, um, and went on a quest uh, to find different words to, to put in my head. This is wonderful. I mean, I have to say, this is, this, I read a book I'm 48 now and I read a book when I was 19 and it was called The Lazy Man's Way to Riches and I only found it a few months ago tucked behind a load of other books and it was really talking about this that, that we do live into the stories that we tell ourselves mm-hmm. and that I, I can see very clearly there's been times in my life where mm, of course that's going on unconsciously pretty much all the time but there's been times in my life where I've been more conscious with that and it's had an impact. I, re- I remember a couple of years ago, actually, of, of simply adding the word wealth to my meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, and out of the blue, um, a family member, I'd let, like within days, actually, within days, a family member left a voice message on my answer phone. Um, come and see me. I have a check for you. <laughs> it wasn't a life-changing amount, but it was. It was just. I felt that's that doesn't really look like a coincidence to me. No, it's not a coincidence, and and that's really what I teach people a lot is 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 what you focus on expands, right. and so how do you do that gracefully, <laughs> right? So what do you mean by that? It's really about. Um, using that word well, um, meditating on it when you first wake up in the morning, um, thinking thoughts about um, what it is that you want to experience in your life. Um, more, more of those thoughts than I can't get out of debt, I'm never going to make anything, um, this doesn't work, all of those other thoughts that start to show up. The grace comes in when we focus on what it is that we want, and then it happens to show up. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So, where are you now? What's your What's your practice look like now? And it's kind of, it feels like we're going to jump through a whole <laughs> load of stuff, and I will be interested to hear about that more. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's paint a picture. What does it look like now? Well, I love my practice. I love. <laughs> I love my business. It's it's amazing. I I I am really living my dream. I'm coming to you from Amsterdam, so I um, work with my husband also. So a part of my work is to support him in technology, and videotape him and uh, the work that he does. He's an accountability and business uh, execution expert. And then the other part is my coaching career. So I get to coach from all over the world. Uh, I really do. I, you know, I've gotten to coach last year in Hong Kong, and um, uh, we also have a, a partner team to my husband's um, company in Bogota, Colombia. Um, and I have clients all over the world as well. So 
Um, I, I only hold, carry about 8 to 12 clients at any given time uh, just so that I can um, have this flexibility. Uh, and it's, um, and they're, amazing, they're amazing people that I get to work with. And, and I feel very honored um, that they let me assist them in their life. And and I can, you know, our, our listeners will probably hear it. I can see it like this. You glow with love actually when you're talking about it. It's just wonderful. Yeah. What kind of people are they? Who you, who are you coaching? I think I, I, they've really fallen into about three different categories. I have business owners who are brick and mortar type of businesses, mostly in the dance and and studio kind of world. It turns out. Um, and then I have clients who are coaches who are um, either grow, really leaping forward in their business or they have money fears. A lot of clients come to me that have money fears um, and they want to make more money, but they know that something is, is stopping them. Um, and then I have some clients who are in the kind of life transformation. Uh, they don't know what they want to do next. They've been following all the rules. They've been kind of good little girls and boys. Um, and they uh, are really struggling to find their way now um, and, want, and want some help. Um, and some of them have gone through, you know, the loss of a parent, um, loss of a career um, or a transition or, or lots of transition around them. So those are pretty much the three categories. Are you willing to share then really what, what kind of packages you might offer? What yeah, does it look uh, like in course. that respect? The, the, the people who first come to me, I have, a, I have a, an entry-level package, and it's, it's been an interesting thing to, to hold on to that, even though I've wanted to grow my business. Um, but there's a need that I serve, and I know that I do extremely well with people who are um, who aren't making money and there it is a belief <laughs> either they've got a belief in the it's the economy or they can't make it or they've got some debt and they don't know how to find their way out I particularly have a way of working with them and finding what I call the root cause issue in their own life of where that belief came in that stops them from succeeding and so that starts um, the the longer package is uh, I smile and I'll tell you in a moment is a, a ninety day package which is is forty seven hundred for ninety days, and that is um, the reason I smile is because I only started with ninety day packages in, initially, uh, and it was because I I wasn't sure I liked people enough <laughs> to start with longer packages. Just to be honest, <laughs> oh, I love that. Me <laughs> I too. I, used to, I did that as well. So. Um, but then I do now have year-long packages, and and those are really for people who are looking to take their their lives. Uh, Steve Chandler would say, "From good to great." Yeah. Um, and those are thirty-six to fifty. I have an elite program now that uh, I love. Um, so, but I generally people come in through that starter package. Uh, to really get them that first level of relief and and clearing uh, to move them to that next level. So I'm really interested in that piece as well because <laughs> um, I, I visited a, a friend 
um, a couple of months actually in Amsterdam very good friend of mine in Amsterdam and he's we were talking about one aspect of my business and he said to me this wonderful thing which you know it's one of those th things that's a bit of a wet fish around the face he just said Phil do you think it's a good strategy to try and sell something to people that can't afford to pay <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, so I'm kind of wondering here you're talking about you know helping people with mm -hmm. you know money blocks for want of a better yeah. term and yet obviously charging the money albeit you know well I'll let, I'll let you answer the question I don't want to <laughs> answer the question how, how is that working out it, you know that's why I kept it at that level hmm. you know it's it's an extraordinary program I, I I have to say and 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 the reason I say it that way is is because from that many people have gone on to make tens of thousands even six figures just from those wow. that first program uh, and be and yes, it's hard. It, there's a, it's kind of hard to, to charge them. And at the same time, they have to have some skin in the game. Mm. And, and it's important for people to understand that my, my fondest wish and my intention when they come in is to help them not only make that money back, but to make at least 2x of that. So that they really begin to know that it's their beliefs about what they can do. I hold a vision for my clients that is really about their success. And and I can't guarantee it because, you know, <laughs> I can't because uh, they may bring something to the table. But up until this point, I would say all of the clients who are in that category who are making money at least made back their first their investment. Um, before uh, the end of that period, and sometimes even before we started, because the work begins yeah. right away. Yeah, wonderful. And I can really see and hear in you this absolute belief that it works, you know, yeah. which I think is so, is so important. It's really because I, because I can find that root cause issue, and when I can find out what got embedded in them either as a child or from a, what somebody's parents said, and there's not about blame, but it's if, when we can find that, it just uncorks this uh, creativity and this freedom. And then I with, couple that with my merchandising background from corporate, where I, I learned to, that I love to make money, <laughs> and I loved it, and I could see how people can make money uh, very authentically for them. It, it's just a joy to, to witness it. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. I don't know. I can't remember when I last spoke to somebody. It seems to light up so much. Just simply talking about making money, you know, it's it's wonderful because for for many of us, it, we feel oh no, we're not allowed to must, mustn't love making money. Oh my goodness, so that, you know, I know that that's what you're talking to. Absolutely yeah. wonderful. So I have to ask this question, and I uh -huh. preempt your initial answer. So I'm sure we'll dive in a little bit more. But where are clients coming from? How are they finding you? <laughs> or are you finding them? <laughs> Well, I've been blessed. <laughs> I'm one of those who who pretty much have have started um, my clients from referrals. Yeah. Um, and then I I did do a couple of things. One one of my amazing clients came from. I had this dream uh, of doing an online program for women on how to get promoted in corporate. 
because uh, I was able to pr- get promoted to vice president in 10 years, kind of starting at an entry level. And it took me longer than it could have, but um, I wanted to really help women with the, the beliefs about what was possible. And I, I did a whole heap of things wrong, <laughs> I'll just say. Um, but I, and I kept it at a price point that was like $97. And, and, and everybody's like, really? That's ridiculous. But I added on an additional, if you wanted to work with me privately. And one client came from that. And she's now been with me uh, for 18 months and just signed on for a, another stint with me. So I'm really excited. Wonderful. So that, that me enrolling people for that was kind of the only marketing that I did. But that was really to people I knew either I had worked with or I knew who were in corporate and I just reached out to them and had a conversation about that program. Otherwise, they've just been referrals uh, that have come in. I'm guessing that wasn't always the case. Or was it? You say you've been blessed. (laughs) No, it was uh, honestly uh, from my very first my very first clients when I came out of corporate I did some web work and that was basically with friends who paid me but I really wanted to move into the um, wealth consciousness. And one of those clients who I had built a website for, um, she had dropped off a um, CD uh, to me of her photos. And she was telling me the story about um, she was going for a contract. She really didn't want the contract, but the company kept um, responding to her and, and wanting her to come on. And I... Was I said, well, what's it worth to you? And she said, what do you mean? And I said, if what would make it worth it to you to to sign this contract? And she's like, well, fifteen or twenty thousand more. I said, well, ask for it. And she got it. And she was the first one who referred me to someone who was looking for someone who could help them help them with money issues. And that's how my wealth coaching really started. And from then it was just my husband referred some people and and I met people and talked to them about what I do and and they and I just had conversations and and it just kind of kept going from there. So I'm getting I'm getting a sense of what you did. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering how we might summarize that and what's the principles that are at play there? Um, I think it's just sharing what I, I do with people, especially if I know them. I'm, I, you know, Steve Chandler hates when we say we're an introvert, but I'm like, <laughs> I, my photo is next to introvert or hermit. I would say hermit okay. more so than anything. And so it is um, the, the willingness. I'm passionate about helping people clear their money fears or clear their blocks about wealth and success and so just being able to share that and I have a list of people that I and 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 let me just be clear not everybody I talk to (laughs) signed up (laughs) so I have the it's an exponential number of people I've had conversations with versus the people who are clients Um, so I don't want anybody to think oh everybody signs up who talks to me no that's not the case but it is that those people who are ready to move to that next level and they resonate with how I talk and how I 
hold for them, you know, they find they they find me and they stay with me for um, for quite some time. So I've had a client. She's coming up on her fourth year with me, and we've grown her business from making six thousand dollars a month in her business to now making anywhere over eighteen thousand a month. Some even hit thirty. 30,000, 33,000 this year uh, in a month. Um, I've had clients who I didn't renew with also after the 90 days. So <laughs> there's, there's a wide range. Um, but it's, it, and it's, you know, and I allow that. So it's, it's really each person starting with, and I have a lot of new coaches now. So I'm teaching them to start with the people that they know uh, first uh, versus thinking about marketing or going out there and Facebook and that kind of a thing. And and the thing that's coming through here and, and keeps coming through in these conversations, and it, it fascinates me how we seem to have this tendency to want to make it more complicated than it actually is. Again, that is something, of course, that the godfather of coaching teaches you know that it is it's simple it's meant to be simple it's meant to be fun and and really the theme whenever I ask these kind of questions seems to be people are going out talking to people about what they are passionate about what they passionately believe what feels true for them and and with a real genuine curiosity of how they might be able to help others with that and I've learned the curiosity. Let me be clear also on that. I had to learn curiosity. I, I told Steve one time um, that uh, being in the military, I, I kind of learned not to be curious <laughs> for, for a variety of reasons. <laughs> I didn't want to know anything I didn't need to know. And so I've had to train myself to also be more curious. I took the Prosperous Coach and did three-by-five cards of all the questions and and learn those and learned how to ha- have a conversation. I'm not kidding when I say I was a hermit. Um, I used to pride myself when I was in corporate on going a whole weekend without talking to another <laughs> being. So I had to learn like how to how to be curious. Like I literally would be in my head like sitting next to somebody thinking what should I be talking about what I should I should be saying? and my husband would sit down and say oh do you have kids and I'm like oh I could have said that. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to teach myself and I study you know I do study my craft of how to how to get better how to how to um, be engaged with someone because it doesn't come naturally to me right. oh, I love that. so what's life like you've given us kind of a bit of a clue but um you know if you if you were to describe what your coaching life is like i i guess i mean at a mix yeah both a practical level and, and really how it feels are you coaching you know seven days a week and 48 hours a day or i'm sure it's not that from what you've said but um yeah what, what does life look like for you when i when i'm home it's a it's a solid four days of coaching i try to take friday off because that's usually when my husband is home um, and so I try to work as much around his calendar as possible. Uh, and, but, and it can be anywhere three, three to four clients a day. Um, but I'm, I am generally with my clients anywhere from 90 minutes to two hours. Uh, and so, uh, you know, with the clients who are overseas, it's an early, it's an early start. I don't do too much in the evenings. 
um, just because I really play full out with my clients. I uh, have a one or two that are in corporate that need the evening appointment. Um, but it's a, it's a full, you know, I, it's not a eight-hour workday, um, but it's a good, it's a solid, solid six hours <laughs> of coaching and, and really being with my clients, very present with them and, and helping them with whatever is going on in their life. Yeah. So what, what's the flip side to that? Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess my question is, do you ever totally switch off? I know I catch myself that I sit some work it out. Sometimes I think, do you know, I'm probably doing something do with my profession from 6am till 10pm, you know, be it listening, watching or reading. If I'm not talking with somebody, what's that like for you? Do do you, do you switch off? Is that something that, needs a bit more attention yes <laughs> switching off would you be, be be helpful because even on the weekends i've gotten a little bit better switching off and in, in the codependency i have with my clients um i uh because i i especially if somebody is going through something i'm very much still kind of tethered to them and energetically uh even on the weekends or at night and i'll send them an email just to check on them and and make sure that they're doing okay. Um, it's it's uh, it, I'm thinking about it pretty much, <laughs> but but that's you know my husband and I had a, a conversation this summer about kind of retirement, you know, and um, his, many of his friends, he's older than I am, are retiring from education or manufacturing or those kinds of things but what we do you and i feel we're for me i'll speak for myself i'm living my dream (laughs) i cannot not coach um so i it's it's not like it doesn't bother me that i don't switch it off i just try to be as present as i am to whatever i'm supposed to be doing in that moment (laughs) yeah karen davis actually came out with a wonderful um, you know when in our conversation that she said she retired in 2006 I think it was which is about the time what she meant was that's when she started coaching you know that's when that was when retirement began yeah yeah that's a great great point so what's um yeah who or what who and what have been the greatest um, influence on your coaching well, you know, as I mentioned, I had that one, that very first coach. I think she, she was a huge influence because, I again, I had to learn to fight for myself and what I knew to be true. Um, I think, and of course, the, <laughs> the godfather of coaching. Um, I, I am still uh, a student and, a, and Steve is still my coach. And I have... Uh, learned so much from him, mostly to calm down <laughs> and, and just go with the flow much more. So uh, I really enjoy working with him. Yeah, beautiful. Well, what do you like as a client? <laughs> uh, I can be very mental as a client um, and, and a lot of processing in my head. Uh, and so um, I... I have changed a lot as a client, I would say. 
Um, <laughs> I, in the beginning, as a client, I used to talk about all my successes <laughs> with Steve. And then uh, the more I've worked with him, the more I've really, I'm really down to, okay, this is what I'm struggling with. You know I'm a success. Or I send him my, I send him my um, agenda of things to talk about. And I start off with, here's an update of everything that's happening so I don't have to tell them my successes and we can get to, and here are the topics right. I need to cover, like renewals or um, things that I'm processing in my head. Uh, and so it's really kind of fun to, to now be a better client and teaching my clients how to do that with me as well. Mm. I'd say that's one of the things I love about the profession is, is it's, it's two-way. I mean, you know, it, it, I get so much really from the conversations I have with clients, and and I think probably every coach says this that we sometimes think, well, they should be paying me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there are many, you know, it's, I learn so much from my clients. I learn so much from how they look at the world too, and how they grow from our sessions as well. Um, that they'll sometimes attribute to me, and and I'm like. I'm very clear that I have a co-partner because I work on kind of the spiritual um, realm that uh, I'm only doing a part of it. I'm, I, my job is to show up empty and without any, um, any agenda. Yeah. That's my greatest gift to them, to my clients, is my not having an agenda and forcing them to go down a particular path. I think we're 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 certainly. I'm realizing we're more facilitators, perhaps, mm-hmm. than anything else. Yeah, it's a great way to put it because it's really, especially my my coaching has shifted much more to realize more and more, um, the th- that they have all of the wisdom within them, mm-hmm. and mine is to hold a space. For them, and another another uh, person who has had a huge influence on me is is a woman named Nancy Klein, and she wrote a book called More Time to Think. And I got to to um, take a workshop with her, and it was extraordinary in allowing me to realize how much uh, the client has inside of them. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful book. So. You mentioned about how your clients see the world. I'm wondering, how do you see, if you ever, if you ever look, <laughs> how do you see the coaching profession? You know, what do you see really as sort of the the blessings of the profession as a whole, and perhaps things that um, aren't so savoury. Well, I think the blessings are that that um, I really come to understand more and more. I didn't play sports growing up. Um, so for me, it's always fascinating to watch sports. And I was recently watching the U.S. Open and thinking about, you know, how many of how many people are in their box, so to speak, in their in the players' box that are coaches and in support of that athlete. And and why would we think we don't need support in our everyday life to do what we do? Um, so that's a real plus because I think that everyone needs a coach, everyone is a coach in some way, um, and in in their ability to help another person. 
the challenges are is there's such a wide variety of, of coaches and skills and and uh, like I said earlier, I, I work with people, a lot of coaches on their money fears. So it's it's always fascinating to me when some excellent excellent coaches come to me um, and they're not making very much money. And uh, for me, it's a it's for those who are super at what they do, I want them to be able to make a living at what they do. Um, and so the, the wide range of, of uh, what coaches can charge is, is one of the, the challenges um, that I see in the industry. Yeah, because that kind of leads on to another question that I have, which is really if I'm sure there'll be... Um, many of the coaches who listen to this um, maybe haven't reached that first Nirvana stage of making a living mm-hmm. from coaching, however long they've been coaching. I know, I know for me, I, I've faffed around for years, actually, and it wasn't until I came across the Prosperous Coach book that everything mm-hmm. changed, everything changed from there. Um, so if you, had a, if you had all of those coaches in one room... Mm-hmm. What might you say to them? Oh, that's such a great question. I think I would I would start with talking to them about their mindset and what they believe. It's not that there. I wasn't. I didn't get to six figures overnight. It was a progression. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, steadily growing my practice, steadily focusing on what I love to do. But I also believed that it was possible. I was blessed to find the the prosperous coach uh, the year after I got out of corporate and have been pretty much with it ever since. And so for them, if I could talk to all the coaches in the world and say, one, work your craft, be good at what you do. Um, I, I work with a lot of coaches who are also, they go for certification after certification. And, and I'm like, that's, what, what are you trying to fill? Yeah. What, what credibility are you looking for um, versus how you already help people? And then it's, it's really about that incremental shift up the, up the financial ladder. Don't, don't just try to go really high unless you're, you've got something to back it up, but be okay learning and, and receiving more and adjusting up the, up uh, and, you know, I was so happy. I will tell you, the very first person who paid me as a coach, she paid me $250. And I was thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> because it meant that somebody was willing to pay me. Right. Right. Beautiful. There, there's so much noise out there that, you know, um, grow your practice exponentially. Um, and, and I'm not sure that it always helps us because it, it takes us too far into the future yeah um it's really again just as steve teaches one conversation at a time and and yes that steve martin quote be so good they can't ignore you and i really work with clients to to do that incremental shift versus these big giant leaps yeah it's it's a an interesting thing to um you have to believe 
so much more <laughs> when you're making a leap than if you're shifting. And I shifted up. I started, you know, at a, at a relatively low level, over, over-delivered significantly. <laughs> <laughs> and then my husband was like, what should that actually be? <laughs> and so I had to continue to adjust from there. Yeah. And so making those huge shifts is really about how do you, how do you grow? How do you move to that next level? And um, just, just learn and, and do well and keep moving yourself forward. You don't have to, to jump too far and, and then fall and be discouraged. It's not about that. Yeah, that, I, I think it's, it's, it's easier when we're allowing progression, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, in, and it's more, it can be very rewarding if we allow it, if we allow the progression to be there and, and learn our craft and, and grow with it versus, you know, feeling bad that we're not a six-figure coach yet. It, I didn't come out of corporate, go right into that. I had to, I had to earn it uh, both in my mindset and in the work that I was doing with clients. Wonderful. So... For you, let's sort of summarize the purpose of coaching. What is that? What is that for you personally? My, my, my Your purpose of coaching. The number one thing I do with clients is, is to, to clear their limiting beliefs about themselves, about their pasts. And so my purpose is to create... I think greater freedom inside oneself, um, so that they don't have what I call a split screen going, and and they they can be single purpose. They can hear what wants to come forth in their own life, and and that drives me every day to to do what I do because I I want I want more people doing what they're supposed to be doing out in the world, and and being kind to themselves first. <laughs> I have seen some, you know, unkindness to, to oneself and in, when my clients sometimes first come to me and being able to move them to a place of kindness and then help them make more money is so rewarding. Oh, beautiful. Because, yeah, I, I can see this. I notice my own sadness, perhaps, where... We see that what people are are capable of giving, and yet money is often used as a as a reason. And it might be a bona fide reason as to why they're not doing that. So, I want to thank you actually for for you know helping to liberate those people from from you know their money money stuff, and so that they are able to do that all around making the world a better place. Oh. It's, it is an honor that I get to do this, and I, and I am thankful every day <laughs> that, that, I, that I get to do this now, having been in the military, having been in corporate. Uh, I really do appreciate the work that I get to do and, and, and the, how I get to help others. Kameen, it's been an absolute delight talking with you and you certainly are there's this beautiful warmth about you know talking with you, and I already feel. Oh, 
any of that wealth stuff, money stuff that can be fun, it can be easier, that, that really comes across with you. So thank you and thank you for taking the time out to, to come on this podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's just been a pleasure being with you. So just finally, how can people find out a little bit more about you and make contact with you? Uh, they can go to my website, Kameen at Kameen, uh, Samuel.com is the website, uh, K-A-M as in Mary, I-N as in Nancy, Samuel.com. Or they can email me directly at Kameen at Samuel.com. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Kameen. Thank you. Well, how about Kameen? I know I said it a few times in our conversation, but Kameen radiates this warmth and ease about what she talks about what she teaches and what she coaches around and I think that's so important for any coach to have that groundedness if you like that deeper knowing of of what is true for us Um, and I mean I know for me that's a sense of the power of love and an understanding of how we experience life and for Kameen it's something of course oh so similar albeit that Um, Her focus um, with her clients is often around wealth. I loved her honesty too. Um, That's what this podcast is is all about. And I also love that she offers a range of packages, as as do I. Makes it easier for people to, to work with us at all financial levels. There's... Well, there's, there's so much in that conversation that's useful. And once again, I hope you're also getting a sense of who my guests are and taking that in. As I said in the interview, if we allow ourselves out into the world and talk passionately about what we believe in and what is true for us and connect with people through our genuine curiosity, people will connect with who we are. We don't have to sit at home on the sofa trying to work that out. It simply becomes apparent. Okay, more great guests lined up soon. I'm loving doing this. Um, We've got people actually at all stages of their coaching career coming up. So please keep listening. If you've been enjoying these, please do head on over to iTunes and leave us an honest review. It will help other coaches find this podcast. So once again, thank you very much for listening. Go have fun. Wishing you all much love. 